Welcome to the Roots of Rhythm podcast. My name's Mike Menza. I'm Owen Lankus. And we're here to talk about some music history, some music influences, everything. Um, so let me start off saying that me and Owen met in college. And, uh, you know, I walked in with an amp and a guitar. And uh, I knew, you know, I felt the vibe. I, I knew Owen was into this stuff. And it was like right off the bat, jamming every night, having fun. It was like the break of my playing. You know, I mean, I always played guitar, but I I really didn't get into it like that until me and him played all the time. Um, So we played all the time. We really did. And to the point where cops were coming to the door (laughs) thinking there's parties. But Uh, that's another story. But uh, (laughs) but we were just jamming. Um, so now Owen, we got a few tunes to talk about, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about <laughs> Pat with the whiskey. Yeah, there you go. Amen, so my buddy Pat is here <laughs> as well. Uh, we just poured him a glass of whiskey, some good whiskey. Um, and he's a kick-ass drummer and I'm going to have him on one at some point. Um, but he also went to college with us, and uh, yeah, but it, we're, we're rock and roll buddies. Yes, sir. So, the first tune. Let's get after it, yes, sir. Yeah. What was your first tune? Here, first brother? tune uh, is one of one of my favorites, one of the old rock and roll favorites. Call me the breeze. Yeah. By John Weldon Cal, also known JJ Cal, baby. JJ Cal, that's right. Um, so JJ Cal recorded this back in 1970. Did not release it until 1972. Mm. Um, this was after Eric Clapton picked up his After Midnight uh, recording. Um, J.J. Cal recorded After Midnight in 1966. Um, Eric Clapton heard the song, loved it, recorded it in 1970. Those royalties allowed J.J. Cal to produce his first album, Naturally, which, Call Me the Breeze, was the first track on his debut album, which is just so kick-ass to me because... And that tune kicks ass. And that's his first tune. Yeah. That's the, his his debut song. It's just so cool. And, and that song... I mean, kind of made his career, but we'll we'll, we'll get to that. Um, it starts off. Here's one of your old rock and roll favorite friends. Shuffle on down the road. Yeah. Shuffle on down to Broadway, which is just so cool. Because to say here's one of your old rock and roll favorites on your debut song, that's just that's he already knew that you know he was he was playing good stuff, all that. So so um he knew he was, it was a up. good create I mean it was it was from the heart it was it was new it was fresh and people like Clapton they they know what it they know good music and they know what it feels like I saw know? I saw this interview by JJ Cal and he talked about how on that album naturally he did not have all the money in the world where he could afford all the expensive equipment all this thing so the the sound was a little bit dirty yeah and that is what I love about him, and what I think a lot of people do is the kind of the guttural feeling of J.J. Cal sitting there. It's just him, guitar, bass player, and maybe a drummer, yep. you know, that kind of thing, and just getting Raw. exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So, anyways, this 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 particular song it just paints this beautiful picture of being on the road, not a care in the world. They call me the breeze. I just keep blowing down, down, the down the road. You know, that kind of thing. Um, genius really is in simplicity. Just yep. steady, 
12 Bar Blues. You can all picture that good it. Stuff. It's like a movie. Um, you can picture the tune. Neil Young said this about J.J. Kale after yeah. this song came out. Most of the songs and the root and the riffs, the way he plays the fucking guitar is so dot 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 great. And he doesn't even play loud either. I really like that about him. He's mm-hmm. so sensitive, which I mean, you hear JJ Cal. He plays these little tiny little fucking riffs in between yep. you know, lyrics, and it's just so beautiful. Holy shit. Not too much. The simple the exactly. soul is in there. The exactly. soul is in there. Yep. What's the quote? Where's the soul? The spaces in between the notes. There it is. Music musically he's actually more than my peers because he's got that thing. I don't know what it is. Oh Neil yeah. Young about JJ oh, Cal. Hell yeah. I love Neil. Yeah, man. Heck yeah. yeah. Song ends from the JJ Cal version. I might go out to California. Might go down to Georgia. I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep, yep. The album naturally, it's it's uh huge success, leads to many covers, but uh um it kind of leads us into the Next version of the song, which is the Leonard Skinner version, oh, which is yeah. awesome. Um, the Leonard Skinner version, they took it from there, and the royalties from that song allowed J.J. Cal to continue to play the music he wanted to play for the rest of his career. From this one fucking song. This one song, you know, like, imagine you don't have to, you don't have to listen to a producer. You can play whatever you want. You can play the music you want to just because from one song, his debut song on his debut album. Yep. Really cool. Really cool. Um, I, that version is kicking. I mean, they took it to another yeah, level. No kidding. Man. No kidding. Um, so um, Rest in peace, this is this is Leonard Skinner's second album, which yep. uh, Call Me the Breeze is on. It's on the same album as Ballad of Curtis Lowe, Needle in the, Needle in the Spoon. Don't ask me no questions. Oh, and of, yeah. And, of course, Sweet Home Alabama, which so everybody and their mother bought this album. Everybody mm-hmm. and their mother heard this album. Everybody heard Call Me the Breeze. J.J. Cal was a fucking rock star immediately. Yeah, oh, yeah. They wanted um, to show their respect. They wanted yeah, to bring. That's yeah. the importance of this. Exactly. You know um, what I mean? They brought they brought attention to someone who was great that that people didn't notice and they wanted that for them. Yep. You know what yep. I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It was a great song. Everybody loved it. It was so down home country feeling. Yep. Oklahoma boy. They loved it. They loved it. them. Um, on the Leonard Skinner album, they added the lyrics, Well, I dig you, Georgia Peaches. Yeah. Makes <laughs> me feel right, right at home. home. They yeah. added that whole line. And, of course, the Southern Country Boys loved it. They loved all yep. that stuff. So. That was great. That's really what skyrocketed their success on that second album, of course, with Sweet Home Alabama. But that was the number two song on that album. Ah, I didn't know that. Um, And then really where I had fun this week researching all this was um, in uh, J.J. Kale died in 2013. Yep. He was a little little sick for a while there. But um, it was really after that, in 2014, Eric Clapton came out with... um, the 2014 album "The Breeze," yeah, an appreciation to JJ Cal, um, and Beautiful. he he Go was check it out. He was he was so it. broken up about JJ's death, John's death, and um, kind of kind of what happened is he called any anybody that knew him, said you knew him, you knew how he played, you played with him, let's record a song. So that album, "The Breeze," um, it was all JJ Cal written songs, um, with particular artists 
Um, so let's see here. Um, artists, uh, Tom Petty played on this. Mark Knopfler of Dire Straits. John John Mayer, Don White, Willie Nelson, Derek Trucks, Christine Lakeland, which was J.J. Cal's wife on the final track, which is really, really cool. Um, the, uh, the funny story that I found, um, I mentioned Willie Nelson. Um, Songbird was one of the songs on... The Breeze, the album. Yep. Um, it was a previously unreleased. It was J.J. Kell never released his song. It was written by them. Um, Eric Clapton called up Will and Nelson said, you played with John, you know, and like, what do you say you get on the album? He said, no, I can't. I, I'm on tour. He was in, you know, the, the Midwest, Vegas, all that on tour. Um, he said, okay, that's, that's fine, whatever. Um, <laughs> while in Las Vegas, um, Willie Nelson had a stuffed armadillo that served as his mascot, mascot on tour. Hold on, hold on. A stuffed armadillo. A stuffed armadillo. Not live. It's not animal abuse. Nothing like that. No, you know. Right, right. Um, um, however, on March 31st, 2014, his stuffed armadillo was kidnapped. What? Willie Nelson was so pissed that some jackass from the stage stole his armadillo, the mascot, that he said, screw you guys, I'm going back to California. And he quit the tour. That gave him the week-long break that it took to get on Eric Clapton's album and record Songbird by J.J. Cal on the album, The Breeze. What? (laughs) Get out of here. Isn't that cool? Oh, my God. They kidnapped his armadillo. They kidnapped his armadillo. (laughs) I will add, the armadillo was returned a few days later. It was? Oh, what a good good man. (laughs) But that's Call Me the Breeze. J.J. Cal on through. Yeah, I can't believe you found that. Yeah. I've never that heard funny? that story. Yeah, that's pretty that is awesome. <laughs> the kidnapped armadillo. So what do you got, Mikey? All right, all right. So I guess my first one. Oh, yeah. Every, everybody knows it. So I want to pick one that everybody everybody knew, which is Crossroads. Crossroads, nice. a kick-ass tune, man. Robert Johnson. Yes, Robert Johnson. Now, the year that he came out with that was 1936 36 that's a long time ago now an interesting thing about this tune um is that people believe now this didn't come from robert johnson i believe this came from people that uh thought that he had wrote this song judging by the lyrics that he had sold his soul to the devil um in in trade for his talent and I believe at the time that's may have been what Robert felt. Um, but I, it was be, it was like the myth: you go down to the crossroads, you bury a part of your soul, yep. and you get whatever in return, right? Yes. And in his case, it was his talent. Now, to be honest with you, I don't agree with it. I'm going to tell you why I don't. Because for you to be, um, for you to make great music like Robert Johnson did, you the soul and your talent are together you th- that's inseparable you can't sell your soul and sure. give you talent that sure. talent is in there with the soul that's what made you Robert your Johnson soul, great talent goes with it yes exactly and there's certain things that that Robert Johnson you know and, and I think that being a struggling musician being someone who was you know starving to make it which is pretty much every musician 
um, that's that's coming up. I Actually, think he felt lonely. in 1936. Yes, you know, and I think that he was alone. You know, he felt alone. That's what he says in his lyrics. You know, I felt alone. I think that, you know, everybody passes him by. I think that he felt that, you know, coming up like that, he felt um, that he was beaten down. You know what I mean? He's like, he felt like his soul was being ripped out of his body mm-hmm. because he loved his music so much and he loved his talent so much so that's the way i interpret I like it i like that man that's, that's the way good. i interpret it i don't that's i like that and and and, and, and there's it, a million stories about it there's a million stories everybody's got their own imp- interpretation everybody has their own interpretation and i don't think that people need to feel like they need to sell their soul so interesting thing i'm i'm it's Use great you brought soul. up eric Cla- eric clapton because i love eric um and with cream they came out with crossroads and I watched an interview. I, I I wanted to take a quote from it because um, Clapton describes it so well. Like, I can't describe it like him. Mm. Um, he said there's a style that he plays that is sort of across tempo. And when he goes to the B section of the song, considering it is a 12-bar blues, right, he plays something underneath his vocals that is an independent um, in time. So on top of that line that he sings, um, and in the in the time that he plays is different. So, um, and that was rev- revolutionary. So you know he's singing at a certain melody. I'm going down to the crossroads, and he's playing completely different. Yeah, he's not matching yeah. what he's saying. So that's what made him which is how revolutionary, all those, and that's how all those old blue songs are. It's yeah. not matching the tunes. It's I'm singing, and it's kind of I'm jamming. Yeah. I'm 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 singing where the where the lyrics land me. It sounds like he's accompanied by somebody. Meaning, like yeah. it sounds like he's singing. Someone else is playing guitar. Because you're like, how yeah, can he do that exactly. at the same time? Even to this exactly. day, you listen to his records. I mean, he's doing something completely different than the than the than the melody and the time that he's singing. That's really cool. And that's what made him so revolutionary. Because like guy, a lot of people that I see, you know, they'll play his tunes, but they. You know, they're trying to emulate something that he did that was so natural. You can't copy. You can get close, no. No. but it's, it's Robert it. Johnson. Like, you Nobody's know what I mean? Especially the old Scratchy from 1936. Oh, man. That album there, That's it'll never be duplicated. It'll never, never be. And, you know, I just salute Eric Clapton, man. I mean, just like what you said about J.J. Kale. I mean, this guy had a mission to bring uh, people like that into yeah. the light. You know, these 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 artists like Robert Johnson, you know, um, all these old artists from those days, like they just didn't get the recognition. So people like Clapton uh, and, and the Rolling Stones and all those guys came out with these tunes. So shout out to you guys. Um, cool, cool. But yeah, that's my first tune. I know a lot of people covered it. Hey, Leonard Skinner covered it. Actually, it was a live uh, a version of it. Just I've not heard that. That's pretty 1976, cool. 1976, they came out with a live no version shit. of no it. Shit. They loved It's great. Cool. Um, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of Robert Johnson. I think on, on, on these podcasts, I'm, I'm going to limit it to one right now because there's so many I want to talk about. It would take all night. Um, it really would. We'll keep talking about it all night. But what's your next tune, Owen? Next one. Come on, Owen, man. (laughs) Every day I have the blues. Yeah. Most famously known, got to be BB King. But we're gonna back it way back. What was uh, what was Crossroads recorded in? 
1936. I'm going to beat you by one year. 1935. Was it real? 1935 by Aaron Top Sparks. Not to be confused. Is that Pinetop Perkins? No, it's not Pinetop Perkins. It is Pinetop Sparks. All right. Um, Let's see. Pinetop Sparks uh, recorded this song, 1935. Promptly died four months later. In November of nineteen four months after he recorded it, um, with wow. his with his brother, um, it was possibly he died from poisoning, um, but kind of the general um, feeling is he died from exhaustion. Pine Top would take every gig that he ever got, drank to stay awake, you know, oh, these kind of things bummer. every night, and just just kind of dried up, which is really sad. But I mean, he he left us with this song. That is still played today, so we'll we'll get on with it. Um, go on to the, probably the most famous version, BB King, um, originally recorded by BB King in 1955. BB um, King did. I mean, I I, I searched on Spotify. I love BB that King. version. He's got he's got about 20 different versions that he does. However, what's the favorite one? Oh, the one from the jail. Cook yeah. County Prison. Cook, yeah, that's right. Cook that County Jail. Performance. Oh, oh it's gosh. amazing. That's that was that was recorded in Chicago, circa nineteen seventy one. Oh, Just amazing for album, all these man. convicts. It was it was incredible. And and the way that BB takes it from the slow twelve bar blues that Pine Top had to the you hear it's got full brass section. It's going. It's moving. Yep. It's quick. It's it's amazing. And it's just yes, it's a blues song, but it's 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 uplifting, exactly. which is kind of what you needed for a a playing for a prison full of inmates, yep. which is really cool. That's kind of what he needed to do. They don't do that kind of thing yep. anymore. That's let's 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 make that a point though. A lot of people think that the blues is like sad. No, no, no. It's uplifting you yeah. from your struggles. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, hell, I've been through this. Yeah, I can get through it. You got through it. I'm gonna get through it too. Life's good. When you get knocked down, get back. That is up. the simplest matter of it, you know. But you know, you get there. Yeah. You get there. You just got to keep playing it. Exactly. <laughs> um, BB continued to play this song until his death in 2015. I found a, a version of him playing this in 2014, late 2014. So he played this song the rest of his life, yeah, which is pretty yeah. cool. Which is pretty cool. Um, and then the final version, which is, which is, I wouldn't say my favorite, but kind of a weird one. Uh, Marshall Tucker band. Oh, um, they did it. They did, they did a really cool version of it. Um, I got to hear that. I've never heard that. Before. The, the intro is over a minute long with toy Caldwell on the guitar. So oh, he's just, a just monster, going man. nuts on the Gibson. He's and it, it's about, a, it's about a minute and a half of him. No drums, and you know it's a Marshall Tuck band. It's a huge band. It's just him up there, just going nuts. It's it, it's really cool. They they really bring in the transitions to this song. They go high, quick, slow, all these things, and it's uh, it, it's almost like Mountain Jam by the Allman Brothers Band. It kind of it kind of has that that vibe along to it. Um, yeah, really heavy Southern rock influence. All this stuff. Um, one 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 funny little fact I did find about the Marshall Tucker Band. Um, do you know where the, the the name the Marshall Tucker Band comes from? No. So it 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 sounds like it's a member, but it's not. Marshall Tucker was in fact a man. Marshall Tucker um, was a blind piano tuner um, down in Columbia, South Carolina. Really? Um, yeah. Back what? back in the day. Um, the Marshall Tucker band, who was unnamed at that time, had rented out a music hall from said Marshall Tucker, 
And um, uh, they were rehearsing, jam, and all that stuff. And the key that the proprietor had given them had on there property of Marshall Tucker. Get Toy out of Caldwell here. took a look at the key and said, wow, it says uh, property of Marshall Tucker. And he turned up and said, let's call ourselves the Marshall Tucker Band. Get out of here. And the name stuck. And there's two this day. They're still playing oh, as man, the Marshall Tucker awesome. Band. Uh Sad story. Marshall Tucker, the original Marshall Tucker, died just back on January twentieth, twenty twenty-three, a few weeks really? ago. Yeah, the age, ripe old age, ninety-nine. Wow. Blind, blind. Ninety-nine. Yep. Piano, piano tuner to the day he died. Get out. Yeah, isn't that cool? That's <laughs> wild. I had never yeah, heard that. Yeah. And, and it's kind of like one of those things that you just take for gospel. And, oh yeah, the Marshall Tucker band. I know them. You know, you don't you don't ever really think about oh, I, who's Marshall Tucker? That makes that band so much cooler than they already are. That That's cool? awesome. Kind of reminds me, you know, when we were sitting back on Ackerman and uh, what should we call our band? And sit back there for three hours. I don't know. Let's call ourselves the Frontier. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And we loved it. It was great. Yep, it was yep. just like the hotcakes. <laughs> yeah exactly. yeah exactly what do you like well no it was sam shout out to sam sam was like what do you like waffles or pancakes and <laughs> like we, were, we were all like hot cakes oh, yeah hot oh, cakes yeah. let's yeah. name that the band yeah. all right nice. that's all so, mine what's what's left for you i got another one so this tune i love good morning little school girl Ooh. good morning great school yes girl. good morning yes nice that tune so that tune was written by Sonny Boy Williamson in 1937. Hell yeah. So we got 35, 36, 37. All this stuff's getting written at a very tight time. Um, and think about that time, too. I mean, music wasn't a thing then. You know, like, no. I mean, it was, but I'm saying it, it wasn't as backdoor jazz. To it the, was backdoor jazz, and it kind of yeah. it kind of took the next step into blues from there. Yeah, it wasn't this, like, it wasn't prominent in our American culture. Yeah. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, it just wasn't like as deep as, as it is now. So anyway, um, yeah, he wrote it. Uh, and, and that's a great, great tune um, from then recorded. Unbelievably. Um, and then there's muddy waters, which everybody's got to love muddy waters, man. Muddy, muddy, muddy? Man. he's badass. I love muddy waters. And that's a great version. Then we get to the Yardbirds in it. You ever heard the Yardbirds? Yeah. It's completely they're, different they're than nuts. Muddy. Well, they're pretty different in general. And they, they, that was tight. So, like, Muddy Waters was 1963. Yardbirds was 64. So they said, wow. hey, let's try to change this tune yeah, and make it way already. different. Which is pretty cool. Then Taj Mahal does it in 69. Nice. Taj does Mahal. Does he bring it back? Oh, yeah. He brings it back. I've never heard back. that version. It's, uh, you got you yeah, yeah. to listen to yeah. it. So, um... Now, then 10 years after does it, and they always rock everything. Yeah, you got to yeah, love 10 yeah. years after. I mean, they kick ass, but I got to shine a light on Johnny Winter. Johnny Winter and that live album is a kick ass album, and that tune is my favorite ever. That The way he does it with Rick Derringer. And and those guys, man, oh my gosh. Um it's I got live. Johnny Winner's pick right here. Yes. And I gave Owen Johnny Winner's pick. That is Johnny Winner's pick from the auction. Check it out. Um 
great version, 1970 live. Um, and I just feel like uh, Johnny Winter. I, I want to talk about him for a second because I just feel like the guy didn't get enough credit that he should. I mean, he was his heart was in the blues. I mean, they they had to like kind of push him to do rock. You yeah, know, he. Yeah. I mean, he's a kick-ass rock yeah. and roll player, but they kind of pushed him to do that. His heart was in the blues. Which you can tell because he's still all of his rock songs, kind of a twelve-bar blues. Yeah, he brings it back. He oh, brings it back no matter what. Yeah, I mean, you know, he was old school, and 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 the thing about him was he wanted to bring a light to to, to Muddy Waters. Now, there's an album with Johnny oh, Winter and I Muddy know Waters. Exactly what you're talking about. That album, Johnny's just going. Yeah, 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 like yeah. the whole yeah. time, yeah. and muddy, and everybody's loving it. He he loved them so much, and he wanted the world. He he was another person like Eric Clapton and those guys that wanted to bring these musicians yeah. out of the woodwork and show all so the cool. suburban America that didn't really, you know, I'm not. I shouldn't say suburban. I just I just mean like you know the general like main culture of america that was into more poppier stuff they're like hang on a minute shine a light on these guys cuz you wouldn't have that music without these guys no exactly you know what i'm saying so so they kind of brought it out um out of the woodwork and and so just salute to johnny johnny went passed I, away i, I kind of wish more people would do that these days there's sometimes i don't listen to the radio much but it's every so often and i will hear a pop song on the radio and I'm like, holy shit, this is a blues song. Right. And, you know, people love it, but, you know, they don't really understand where it comes from, why they, they love it. The artists might. Simpli- exactly. But the listeners. Exactly. And I kind of yeah. wish that that went a little bit further. You know, everybody's in for a penny and for a pound, that kind of thing. If so. you don't know the blues, then you're not going to understand the music you're listening to now. So... All of you. Well said. Well said. Right. That's I cool. want to end on That's that real note cool. because you want to know something. I want all of you watching this to go do your homework. Go check out these records. Everyone we talked about, replay it if you don't remember it because I want you to go and check out these albums and you check out these it. tunes and uh, do your own research, you know, because it's fun. It's, it's fun. fun. You find these interviews from these old guys back in the day and they're just the stories, the, the the music, where it comes from, all that. It's a lot of fun. It's so it's cool. Really cool. I wanted to shine a light on Owen on this one, man. He, he's got some cool influences and backgrounds and he gets it. <laughs> he gets it. So Doing my best. Cheers for you to doing this, man. Heck yeah, brother. Hell yeah, buddy. It's a hell of a Roots of rhythm. And always remember, rock and roll. Rock and roll. <laughs> Have a good one, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>